Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, November 8th. As always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. And we got a huge show packed for you. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, it's Thursday. We, between the show of Tuesday and the show of today, just a lot of stuff went on. Uh, we'll start with the general elections. Uh, Ted Cruz got reelected. Um, Bernie said, no, we're not talking about politics. This is not what the show is about. I get it. People like politics, but sports is a way for men uh, to get away from politics. So we're not going to spend any more time talking about politics. Uh, even that short little blurb there bored me to tears. We're going to talk about real stuff, real sports stuff. Um, and we'll start with the sport of boxing slash MMA. Floyd Mayweather, we talked about it on Tuesday's show, uh, was going to fight. I I know the Japanese guy's name, but there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to pronounce it. So Instead of just embarrassing myself trying to pronounce it, I'm just going to refer to him as the Japanese fighter. Um, so Floyd Mayweather was supposed to fight this Japanese guy, um, MMA. Uh, they had a big press conference about it. It was going to happen on New Year's Eve, but apparently uh, that's not going to happen anymore. Floyd Mayweather backed out of the fight. Um, he said that the press conference was surprised. Um, he didn't think it was going to be a big deal. He didn't think this was going to be something a lot of people could watch. Um, I guess his recollection of the deal was that it was going to be a small fight, small private fight on New Year's Eve between these two guys. Um, and it was going to be, uh, like I said, a small private fight. And the only people that were allowed to watch were donors who paid a very large fee to watch. I'm not sure what to think of this. I kind of believe Floyd Mayweather when it comes to it was supposed to be a smaller fight it wasn't supposed to be pay-per-view um I believe that because I think what I said beforehand I still think is true I think this is a fight um for Floyd Mayweather to kind of test out his skills as an MMA fighter um and I think he wanted this to be a smaller fight so if he did lose or get knocked out let's say like in the first couple of minutes um he didn't want it to be everywhere he didn't want it to be publicized so I think what he was trying to do is kind of dip his toe in the water to get ready to fight Conor, McGreg- Conor McGregor for the second time, um, but this time being MMA. So I think he was kind of getting ready for that, um, and he was hoping this fight would be a good warm-up, which it would have been, um, but he's obviously not going to do it anymore. They decided to back out of it. I don't know if he's going to do anything else in the future. Maybe he'll find somebody else who's you know like this MMA guy, and they'll do more of a smaller fight you know, what like Floyd wanted, um, but we'll see as it goes here. I do think this is all leading up to the fact that Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are going to be fighting uh, together again, but it's MMA instead of boxing, and we'll see who comes out the winner there. Uh, but that's it for the sport of boxing or fighting, I guess you could say. Um, we're going to go now to the second most manly sport, football. Uh, so we're going to talk some football headlines here. Sam Darnold, the rookie quarterback for the Jets, is now going to be out Sunday uh, versus, uh, I can't remember, uh, give me a second here. Uh, the Jets are playing the Bills. So again, not, not a tough opponent, but he will be out Sunday. Um, but thankfully the Jets... You know what they lack in pretty much all of talent. They do have a pretty decent backup in Josh McCown, who has had a bunch of starts in the NFL. He knows how to uh, um, command an offense. He's got a lot of respect in the entire locker room. Um, and he was a starter last year for a couple games. So he knows what he's doing. So they're not going to be just throwing some random guy out there. Um, but Sam Darnold, like I said, he'll be out Sunday with a sprained right foot. Um, you know, that sucks. You know, you're still waiting for him to kind of 
progress a little bit. We haven't seen much of a progression. We've seen kind of a, a regression, I guess you could say, after week one versus the Lions when he was everybody was calling him the next savior of the Jets, and now he's just slowly fallen out of that. Um, he's just played poorly week after week after week after week. But I guess what the plan is now is to let McCown start. they got a bye week next week, and then hopefully he'll be ready for the next week after that. So we'll see what happens. Um, but again, Sam Darnold out Sunday versus the Bills. Next game, next game, next headline I want to talk about. Dez Bryant has signed. The man has finally signed probably the biggest free name, free agent name left out there. Has finally signed with a two-year deal, I guess, with the Saints. It hasn't been confirmed yet um, in terms of the uh, the contract length. I'm hearing it's a two-year deal. I have no clue what, what the amount of money is. Um, although you expect Dez, you know, he tried to negotiate as much as he could. Um, this is a good deal, I think, for the Saints. I know a lot of people were hating on him, saying, you know, why would you kind of ruin or put in jeopardy of ruining a good thing right now the saints are going are firing all cylinders right now they're playing really well uh week after week they are just dominating teams and it's looking really well and then you know culminate all of that with a win over the undefeated uh rams last week and the, so the saints are in a pretty good position now they're just adding des bryant who some people say is a locker room cancer he's going to come into that locker room and completely destroy that dynamic that the saints have built over the last two years but you look at it from an outside perspective, they are thin at wide receiver. Dez was the best name left out there. They brought in a bunch of guys, but I mean, Dez is obviously, um, in terms of production, the most talented receiver left on the market. Um, you could argue that a couple years ago, he was the best receiver in the NFL. Um, and he's fallen off as of late. I don't know if that's because of Dak Prescott. I don't know if that's because of a falling out with the Cowboys. There could be a lot of reasons why Dez was slowly failing with the Cowboys. Um, you know, I know his route running gets uh, questioned a lot. You know, he's not the best route runner, but he is a very good pure receiver. And I think the Saints could use that. You know, Ted Ginn went on IR. Um, they don't really have a second guy. I know Traquan Smith, uh, the rookie wide receiver from UCF, has been playing well. But uh, just adding another guy like Dez, a guy who's going to draw. Um, quarterback quarterback cornerback coverage um just by stepping on the field because of his past um you know he kind of not as much as he did in the past but he draws a little bit of fear out of defensive coordinator's eyes not as much as he did in the past but a guy like Traquan Smith who is slowly becoming one of those guys who's who has had a very good rookie year um just doesn't command that same type of respect that a guy like Des Bryant does and this is just going to open the hole for uh Michael Thomas and uh you know, those other talented Saints players. So, yeah, I get it. It could cause some locker room issues, but, you know, I think the Saints have shown that they don't really care about that. I mean, trading for Eli Apple was a big deal. He has also locker room issues, but so far it's worked out. So we'll see as it goes. We'll see as the uh, season goes. I can't wait to see him play. I'm not sure if he's playing this week. I would doubt it because he signed kind of late in the week, um, but you never know. You know, wide receiver is, you know, it's a hard position, but it's not. And once you know it, once you know you know, the basic routes, you know, just the lingo is really what's the worst part about getting it down. Uh, another guy that signed late, Bruce Irvin. He signed, well, we talked about in the last show, how he was cut by the Raiders. Um, and he signed a, uh, I believe, a one-year deal with the Falcons. Uh, he had a bunch of contract offers on the table from the Steelers, the Patriots, a bunch of other teams. No Packers, which makes no uh, sense to me at all why you wouldn't uh, take a flyer out on this guy. You know, he's a talented player. Um, but, Again, Gutenkeis has shown, Packers GM has shown that he doesn't want uh, character issues in the locker room, and Bruce Irvin's kind of that, I guess you could say. Um, but I guess he took less money, and he decided to sign with his hometown Falcons. Uh, this is going. This is huge for the Falcons, because they had a big win last week. This defense is 
beat up so badly just injuries upon injuries everywhere you look um so they are they have been looking for talent and you know adding somebody this late in the season a skilled pass rusher like Bruce Irvin is a big deal they lost Claiborne last year who was kind of their pass rush guy um outside of Vic Beasley um so adding Bruce Irvin is just going to help them uh you know Dan Quinn has worked with him before you know he was the defensive coordinator in Seattle for a couple years he's worked with Bruce Irvin he's a former first round pick so he has the talent uh and he has the stats kind of to back it up you know he's played pretty well in his career um so far as to as to date you know he has fallen off a little bit but again a fresh start um with the Falcons could do him some good so next we're going to do predictions week um 10 predictions in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to pull up here the lines real quick so we don't miss that. Uh, going to be an interesting week. We've got a couple games here to talk about. We're going to talk about all of them. Actually, we'll start with tonight's game, Carolina and Pittsburgh. Uh, so Pittsburgh is favored by 3.5, I believe. Um, yeah, they're favored by 3.5. It's at home, like I said. Uh, the over is 51. Uh, interesting game for the Panthers. This is a Good opportunity for them to kind of put themselves back in the limelight. Uh, a huge win last week over the the uh, Buccaneers has put the Panthers kind of on people's radars. Not yet. They're just kind of a blip in the corner of the radar. Um, and a loss by the Rams kind of helped that too. Because uh, everybody's just been talking, you know, NFC is just Rams, you know. But the Saints beat the Rams last week. So now, you know, you got the Saints back on the, uh, the radar screen. And now you got the... Panthers slowly creeping in there. So a win at Pittsburgh would be huge for them. Um, Pittsburgh is slowly trying to uh, put it together, and they have been as of late. Uh, we'll talk about Le'Veon again in, the, in a little bit of a, in the later parts of the show um, because he has tweeted some stuff. Uh, I don't think that's really a factor, though. I, I know some people have thought it was a factor. You know, they're still dealing with that. But again, they've been dealing with it all year. I think teams. This team, the Steelers team, has kind of drowned out Le'Veon Bell because, you know, it's just so much drama. They just don't want to deal with it. Uh, so, I'm, But I'm going to take the Panthers here. I'm going to take the up the upset here. Uh, on the road, the Panthers, I think, are the better team. I think their offense, North Turner, has slowly started to put it together a little bit and kind of using these guys that they drafted um, so high, like McCaffrey, like Curtis Samuel, like DJ Moore. Um, he's starting to figure out how to use these guys perfectly. Um you know, like Curtis Samuel is not a pure running back or a pure wide receiver, but he when he gets the ball in his hands, he just makes magic happen. He did it at Ohio State. And I think they're slowly starting to get uh, a picture of how they want their offense to look, and it's looking pretty good. And then obviously their backfield, their I mean their defense. Uh, you know, Eric Reed, that signing was big. He's contributed a couple plays already. He had an interception last week. Um, I'm taking the Panthers here. I think they're the more talented team. Pittsburgh's good. Uh, I just don't think they're as good as. Uh, the Panthers. So I'm taking the Panthers here on the road. Then we go to Sunday, Detroit and Chicago. That's a 1 p.m. start. Uh, Chicago's favored by 6.5. The over is 45. Uh, Detroit has been in a weird kind of place this year. You know, they started the season with Matt Patricia, um, and it did not go well for the first couple weeks. They slowly started to put it together, and now it looks like they're falling back down again. So as far as the season goes, um, 
Detroit just hasn't been playing well. And, you know, they traded away Golden Tate. Uh, they traded for Damian Harrison. So I'm not sure where they're going right now in terms of uh, what direction. Uh, if they're doing like a kind of a rebuild or if they're just trying to win right now. I'm not sure. Um, but then you go look at Chicago. And they've been the surprise team of the league so far. You know, Mitch Trubisky, um, him and Matt Nagy have kind of figured out how they want to run their offense. You know, they're 5-3, and three, their first place. Um you know, they're getting Khalil Mack back. He should be playing this week. So it's kind of stupid if you didn't take the Bears here at home. So I'm taking the Bears here at home, like I said. Um, but, again, Detroit, they could prove me wrong. They've proved me wrong in the past uh, negatively. So maybe they could prove me wrong positively. Um, next game, Saints at Bengals, Cincinnati here. Uh, the Saints, I, like I said, are I think the most talented team in the NFL. Um, they've shown it week after week. Uh, an ugly loss versus a Fitzmagic um, Buccaneers-led team in Week One is the only thing sta- is the only thing standing between them and a perfect record right now. And as of late, they've put up huge points and they've just looked so amazing. Um, Cincinnati has had a good season, but they've fallen off as of late. I'm taking the Saints here. Um, I really like the Saints. I like what Sean Payton's doing there. Um, so I'm going to take the Saints here um, on the road. But again, Cincinnati is a good team. I can't deny that. But again, I'm taking the Saints here on the road. So next game we're going to talk about here is Atlanta at Cleveland. Atlanta, like I said, signed Bruce Irvin. Uh, the plan is for him to play. So if he plays, I think that's going to help them. The Browns' offensive line has not been great this year. It's been probably the weakest point of this team. Um, the Browns are still trying to figure out where they're at right now in terms of a franchise. Uh, they got beat by the, by the Chiefs last week, who are a good team, but are just... The Browns are just trying to wait in a breakthrough. You know, they're supposed to break through this year, and they just haven't done it yet. Um, so we're kind of just waiting for the Browns to break through. You know, they're not favored in this game. They're they're uh, underdogs here by five and a half. So we're kind of just waiting for this for the Browns to break through. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen one of these weeks. They're going to get a nice upset loss, but I don't think it's going to be this week. Atlanta's been hot as of late. They've won. Um, they won big over the 49ers. I mean, the uh, 49ers, the Redskins last week. Uh, so this team, it has had a little bit of success, and they're starting to kind of form it together. Julio got off the schneib, uh, catching a touchdown last week. Um, that's going to help him in his mental mental uh, health, I guess you could say. Um, so I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons here on the road. Even though Cleveland does have a shot, and we're just waiting for them to break through, um, I'm waiting for them to prove me wrong one week um, in my pick. So if it, if, it, if it's this week, it's this week. If it's not, it's not. Whatever. Next game, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. So, you looked at this game on the schedule earlier in the season. You would have said the the uh, Jaguars would have been favored. They would have killed them, and it would have been that would have been it. But actually, if you look at it now, the Colts are actually favored in this game by three. Um, they got the same record. Uh, the The Jacksonville Jaguars have lost four straight. The Colts have won two straight. So, I mean, looking at this from the outside, the Colts are the hottest team right now. And this is a must win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. If they do not win this game, all hell is going to break loose. Coming off a of bye week, they're fresh, they're healthy. Um... Blake Bortles has gotten a week to kind of sit back and, you know, reset his mind. I'm a big Blake Bortles fan, so I trust him. Um, And then the Colts, you know, they've been up and down as of late. They've been kind of a mediocre team. Luck's still trying to bounce back from that injury, but he has played well. Uh, They got a nice couple young defense defensive rookies who are pretty nice in terms of uh, what they've added so far. You know, they got Malik Hooker, who's been playing well, Darius Leonard, who's 
a rookie of the year candidate on defense. So where you go from here, you're taking. I'm taking the Colts. You know, I can't take a team that's lost four straight and has looked as bad as the as the Jaguars have. I know I picked the Jaguars for my Super Bowl pick, but again, that was dumb. And now looking at it, it's really dumb. But I'm taking the Colts here. I think the Colts are the better team right now uh, in terms of uh, what we've seen so far. Not in terms of talent. The Jaguars have more talent, but they just can't put it together right now. And I don't know if it's you know off the field stuff. I don't know what's going on in either of these guys minds um anybody on the jaguars i don't know what's going on right now you know bench and blake bortles all this stuff once you bench your uh, starting quarterback uh your season kind of gets pretty shaky really quickly you look like the buccaneers stuff like that so next game arizona at kansas city i think everybody here is going to be taking the kansas city chiefs they are the one of the best teams in the league Pat Mahomes is the MVP favorite so far. Um, Arizona hasn't looked good as of late. Um, you know, you can just go down the line, just give excuse upon excuse, or we just take the Chiefs here. Um, that offense that the Chiefs have built, that Andy Reid-led offense, is just insanely talented from the top to the bottom. Um, you put the Saint, you put the Chiefs. Uh, right there with the Rams and the Saints in terms of offensive weapons, you know, you line those up, put them on a sheet of paper, and it's just it's insane to look at. You know, from Watkins to Kareem Hunt to uh, Mahomes, MVP candidate, Travis Kelsey's a top two, top number one tight end in the NFL. Uh, Tyreek Hill's emerging as a top ten wide receiver. Sammy Watkins is you know right up there too. He's not top ten, but he's you know he's upper inch upper enchilat of wide receivers. Um, and then Kareem Hunt's a top five, top ten running back. So I'm taking the Chiefs here, and you'd be stupid not to. And if the Arizona Cardinals somehow upset them, I don't think I'd be stupid uh, either way because anybody who takes the Cardinals here is is pretty dumb. Um, so I'm taking the Chiefs. Next game, Buffalo and the Jets. So we got the backup quarterback bowl. Looking like Derek Anderson versus Josh McCown, which just gets me going. I love it. Uh, it's going to be so much fun to watch because nobody's going to watch this game. Uh, the Jets are at home. Like I said, they have played pretty poorly as of late. You know, they played a good Colts team. Um, you know, they're favored by seven here somehow. Uh, so I mean, where do you go from here? You know, a two and seven versus a three and five team. You take the three and five team at home. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, this is kind of a toss up pick for me uh, because Buffalo is so strange to me. That that win versus the Vikings in week whatever it was was probably the strangest game I've. They've had the strange. The Buffalo Bills have had the strangest last couple of weeks season so far. You know, they, they signed Derek Anderson off the street, who everybody thought was retired. Uh, Josh Allen has looked good at times, looked bad at times. Peterman somehow has a job, and somehow they keep putting him out there. Um, LaShawn McCoy hasn't done anything. Vontae Davis retiring at halftime, beating uh, the NFC um being a team that went to the NFC Championship last year, just absolutely annihilating them at home. The Bills make no sense to me. I'm taking the Jets here because I really don't know what to think of the Bills yet. Um, I think they're a bad team. I think the Jets are a bad team. But I think the Jets, you know, I trust McCown more than I trust Derek Anderson. So I guess that's what you end up saying. They got Jamal Adams, who I think is one of the best young safeties in the NFL. Washington at Tampa Bay. Uh, Fitzpatrick's getting the start again. This is a must win for both teams. Washington's coming off an embarrassing loss versus the uh, – 
Falcons last week. Um, so they are struggling to find uh, a rhythm here. You know, they traded for Ha Clinton Dix. That was supposed to help them. But, you know, they're 5-3. and three. Tampa Bay's 3-5. and five. But like I said, they're both coming off of losses. You know, Fitzpatrick starting. Uh, I'm taking the Buccaneers at home because I believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick um, to lead them to a pretty good uh, day in terms of offense. Their defense, I think, is good enough to stop the Redskins' offense. You know, the Redskins lost Paul Richardson. He was placed on IR. So there's just a lot of things going on against the Redskins. So I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here at home. Next game, New England at Tennessee. Uh... Kind of a revenge game for Malcolm Butler. Deion Lewis, I guess you could say too. But Malcolm Butler, you know, they benched him in the Super Bowl. The Patriots benched him. Uh, he's looking for a, uh, a kind of FU type of moment. He's going to be looking for the picks, but I don't think they're going to be coming because he is having a pretty terrible year. Um, so I'm taking the, the the Patriots. Like I said, I don't pick against the Patriots unless um, they're playing the Packers, which they did last week. Um, you know, even without Gronkowski and without Sony Michelle, they proven that they can you know, replace that. Cordell Patterson, starting him at running back, was an interesting choice, but you know it's worked out so far. Um, I'm taking the Patriots here. Uh, Tennessee had a good game last week. I, know, I think Mike Vrabel is the best uh, head coach so far in terms of rookie head coaches. You could say Nagy, but I think it's Vrabel. Um, this Titans team is kind of meh. They're kind of boring. They're kind of bland. They're like, you know, just... Vanilla ice cream in a cup, you know, they're just boring. They're bland. They're nice to watch and they're fun sometimes, but you know, sometimes you want vanilla ice cream, but majority of the time you'd rather have something else, something with some flavor in it, you know. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans just don't bring that to the table. So I'm taking the Patriots here uh, on the road. Next game, Chargers at Oakland Raiders. Um, if you pick against the Chargers here, you don't know football. It's at home. That doesn't matter. Um, because the Raiders are trash. Uh, I'm waiting for Bosa to come back for the Chargers. Uh, I wonder when that's going to happen. Maybe I could see when that's going to happen. I don't know. But it's been sad uh, for the Raiders. You know, Raider fans just watching their franchise slowly deteriorate. You know, you're losing that franchise in a couple years to Las Vegas. And it's just sad. I'm sorry. I, I, I feel bad watching the Raiders play. Because I know their fans are passionate. And it's sad to watch them get blown out week after week. But sadly, their relief won't come this week. They're going to be playing the Chargers, who are 6-2 and two without their best player in Joey Bosa. Derwin James has emerged as another Rookie of the Year candidate. Um, he's played so well as of late. Their defense is solid. Their wide receiver core, I think you could put right up there as one of the top in the NFL with Keenan Allen, uh, Tyrell Williams, and uh, who's the other guy? I'm blanking on his name right now. Mike Williams. Uh first round pick a couple years ago so this this is a very talented team the Raiders are tearing it down I'm taking the Chargers here on the road next game Miami and Green Bay I'm taking Green Bay I'm not picking against Green Bay at home and no analyst should ever pick against Green Bay at home Miami's good I don't I'm not sure if we got Brock this game I know I should probably know this um let me see here um I can't tell. Why can't I look? Why can't I figure this out? I don't know. It's going to be one of the two. Um, no, no, it is Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler is going to be starting. Sorry about that. Um, I should have looked that. I should have wrote that down. But uh, Brock Osweiler is going to be starting again. Um, I'm taking the Packers here. The Packers are down. They've lost two straight. Or did we lose at the bye week? Um, we've lost two straight, I believe. Again, i got to check this. Sorry, bad, bad radio right now. We've lost two straight, like I said. 
coming off a bye week. We've lost two straight to the Rams and the Patriots, two of the best teams in the NFL. Um, which we've looked good in those games. You know, I know the score versus the Patriots kind of takes that back a little bit, but we would have beaten the Rams if it wasn't for Ty Montgomery's fumble. And we would, I think we would have been right there with the Patriots if it wasn't for Aaron Jones's fumble. Um, so I'm taking the Packers here. I think Mike McCarthy has slowly realized that Aaron Jones is one of the best young running backs in the NFL. He's going to use him more. Um, Miami, you know, they got Fitzpatrick, who's a nice young defensive player. Um, they don't really have anything else, though. If you really think about it, you know, Kenyon Drake's a decent running back, but I'm taking the Packers here at home. You really don't want to pick against the Green Bay Packers at home. Uh, you know, it's tough to play in Lambeau, uh, especially, you know, we're getting around that time of year where it gets pretty cold out. So I'm taking the Packers here on the road, I mean, at home, sorry. Uh, I just don't see how Miami beats the Packers here. They could, you know, because the Packers have been pretty bad as of late, but I'm taking the Packers at home. Next game, Seattle versus the Rams. So the Rams are doing something they haven't done at all this year. They're coming off a loss um, versus the Seattle Seahawks, who are coming off another ugly loss, too. Um, Seattle's an average team. The Rams are a good team. I don't think this game is going to be a shocker. Um, I think Sean McVay is a good enough coach to where he won't let this one loss affect the Rams that much. Um the Rams know they lost to a very good Saints team, uh, a game that they were in majority of it. Um, they got Cooper Cup playing again. I'm taking the Rams here. Um, Seattle has had a couple good weeks. You know they found some nice pieces here and there uh, on their roster. You know they got some good, solid players, some good solid weapons, but they're still just not there, and they're still falling. Like I said, from their Super Bowl run a couple years ago. So I'm taking the Rams here. Uh, the Rams, like I said. They're right up there with the Saints and the Chiefs as having one of the best offenses in the NFL. And I don't think Seattle's defense is capable of stopping them like they were in the past. So the Sunday night game, Dallas versus Philadelphia. Um, Dallas is falling. Uh, they've been falling pretty hard as of late. No Sean Lee for Dallas, the leader of that defense, who they're kind of used to playing without uh, due to injuries. Um, Dak Prescott. Average quarterback, Jason Garrett on the hot seat. Another primetime game for Dallas because they get a primetime game every single year because the NFC East gets primetime games whenever they want it. It's kind of annoying. Um, but Philadelphia, uh, they're coming off a bye week. I don't see um, them losing to a pretty bad Cowboys team. So I'm taking the Philadelphia uh, Eagles on, the, on uh, Sunday at home. Uh, so... Like I said, if Dallas loses this loses this game, that'll be another primetime loss, which is uh, not good for Jason Garrett or Jerry Jones. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's, this loss is going to send Dallas into a whirlwind of just where are we at right now. So I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's going to be a fun week to watch the Dallas Cowboys fall apart. Monday night game is a barn burner, a straight bruiser that everyone's going to be tuning into. The Giants versus the 49ers. The one and seven. The one and not one and seven. Whoa, I'm way off. Um, the I should write down the records, but I don't. I look at it on my phone. The one and seven. Yeah, sorry. Giants versus the two and seven 49ers. It's a barn burner, folks. We got Nick Mullins starting at quarterback versus Eli Manning. Nick Mullins showed out enough last week for me that I'm going to pick the 49ers here at home. Um, and, you know, they might have found something there with the 49ers. I don't think he's good enough to take Jimmy G's spot. But uh, if he slowly starts to play well, we might have a little bit of a quarterback competition as the offseason goes. Um, I picked him up in fantasy because my fantasy team is 1-7, and, and we are trash right now. I'm 1-8, actually. We are trash. So we are looking for any sort of hope. So I picked him up, hoping that he'll provide me with some solid fantasy points. But uh, 
if he starts to perform well, you know, you never know. I'm taking Mullins here, taking the hot hand, though. Giants have been falling as of late. They're coming off a of bye week, but still I'm taking the uh, San Francisco 49ers here at home. So that's it for NFL football. We're going to go to college football, give it a little bit of a week 11 review. Uh, not too many key games on. Um, we'll just go through a couple of these. Uh, Ohio State's playing Michigan State. Obviously, most of us are Ohio State fans here that listen to this show. Um, this is a big win for big game for Ohio State. They're playing at Michigan State, which they typically do not play well at uh, the last couple years. They were bad last week, but it looks like we're slowly finding the running game again, which is huge. We haven't had a running game pretty much the entire year. It's been just Dwayne Haskins. You know, he's been carrying the weight of this team and this offense. Um, So we're kind of looking for a bounce back uh, win here. I know we won last week, but it wasn't really a solid win. Uh, if we can get a win versus a ranked team like Miss- Michigan State, who have played well and have beaten good teams in the past, um, that's going to be huge for us. And that's going to be huge for us to get back up into the playoff um, conversation a little bit more than we are right now. Next game, Alabama's playing 16th ranked Mississippi State. If you're picking Mississippi State here, you don't know football. Alabama team. Alabama is the best team in college football. Um, they aren't going to lose another game until we get to the playoffs. Then that's a different story when they got to face somebody like Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Oklahoma, stuff like that. Um, I don't think any SEC team is better than Alabama. Mississippi State has just been an average team this year. Um, they're not Alabama. They don't have the skills to beat Tua. I'm taking Alabama here, as everybody else should. Next, really, game of importance, I guess you could say, um, Clemson versus Boston College, 2 versus 17. Boston College has had a pretty good year, uh, but they struggled. They played a ranked team, and they struggled. So I'm taking Clemson here after coming off a 77-point win versus Wake Forest. So the playoff rankings came out. I wanted to go through this really quickly, and then we'll wrap up football talk and get to basketball. Uh not much change in the top four except you slid out LSU and put in Michigan. LSU slid to seven, and that's been you know pretty much it. You know West Virginia moved up in the top ten. Kentucky got knocked out. Um, but again, we're still waiting for uh, teams to kind of make a move here. Um, Michigan and Ohio State's looking like it's going to be a huge matchup, like it is every year. But this one really has some stuff on the line. I know most games, most of these Ohio State Michigan games haven't had a lot on the line because you know Michigan is pretty much out of it by then. Um, but this is huge. Both teams are going to be playing each other. I'm glad it's at Ohio State, and I cannot wait for this matchup. It's going to be the matchup of the year so far. Um, Georgia's five, Oklahoma six, Washington State's still at eight. So not much change here. The playoff committee, uh, not much change to be expected. I'm surprised LSU only moved down to seven because uh, they really didn't look like they belonged on the field with Alabama, and I don't know why they still have a shot to get in the playoffs, but. I don't know. We'll see as the season goes here. You know, wrapping up bigger games, rivalries are starting. So that's it for college football. But we will be playing, co- paying close attention to all of it as the season goes, as this week goes. So stay tuned. But for now, we're going to move on to basketball. But before that, I had to remind you guys about my guy Dom at D's Home Cuts. We tell you about it every single show. Um, but every single show, I'm going to keep supporting him because he's such a great barber. Like I said, Dom's Home Cuts. Um, in Northeast Ohio is the greatest place to get a haircut at a very low price for only $7. These home cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and a great style uh, that you can take with you. Truman and I and about 90% of our guests have gotten their haircut at these home cuts and are now exclusively clients for these home cuts. And let me tell you, they have never looked or felt better. 
Every time you go into the shop, you're going to get a professional cut and then get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. $7, that's all it's going to cost you to get a haircut. You'll never find a cheaper haircut. These Home Cuts, check them out on Twitter. Uh, mostly check them out on Instagram though at these Home Cuts. That's the best place for you to go and DM him for an appointment, set up an appointment directly in his bio. Uh, trust me, you won't be disappointed. These Home Cuts, $7 haircuts. Uh, these Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So let's get to basketball. We got a little college basketball actually for you today. We're going to start with um, NBA though, so we want to talk a little bit about that. Um, so Kyrie Irving is in the news again. Um, so a couple nights ago, Kyrie Irving was playing. Him and the Boston Celtics were playing the uh, Denver Nuggets, and they lost by I think it was like ten points. But Jamal Murray, the starting point guard for the Denver Nuggets, had a fantastic game. Um, scored forty-eight points. Um, and when you get to that point, you kind of want to hit 50. You know, that's kind of a goal uh, because, you know, it's pretty it's, it's really impressive to say you scored 50 points in a game, and Jamal Murray hasn't done that before, and he really wanted to try and do it. So what did he do at the end? He shot a three ball. Um, now, looking back at it now, it looks a little cheap. You know, why would you, you're already up by a lot. But, again, it's a career milestone for a guy, and, you know, NBA players – don't like to admit it that they care about their career stats, um, but they do. Stats are important. So he wanted to hit a 50. He wanted to hit 50 just to say he could hit, just to say he's hit 50 before. And I don't blame him because I think anybody um, would want to do that. You know, it's cool to see he score 50 points in an NBA game. But um, Kyrie didn't like that. He missed the three. Um, Kyrie didn't like it. Uh, he took the ball, he threw it into the stands, and then after the game, he said it was a cheap thing to do. And he was just basically pissed off that uh, he did it. So, um, he got fined $25,000. They re- they, they're they going to play again, the Celtics and the Nuggets. They're going to play again on the 18th. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, as the season goes here uh, how these two teams stack up, how Jamal Murray continues to play because he's a really good underrated player. Um, and hopefully uh, we get some good uh, – content here on the 18th as they replay each other so we'll watch that but now we're gonna what we're gonna do now is i wanted to kind of go over the standings a little bit kind of show you guys what's going on in the world of the nba uh as we have we're about two to three weeks through so i wanted to see how teams are playing so far um, so I wanted to go, we'll just start with the East, I guess, just go down. So right now, leading the East are the Raptors, who have been playing really well so far. Uh, they sit at 11-1, and 11-1 as, right, as of right now. Next, you sadly have the Bucks at 8-2, which kind of sucks. Um, Boston 3, Philadelphia 4, Indiana 5, Charlotte 6, Miami 7th, and Detroit at 8. Um, but you can't put a lot into this right now, because again, it's just early into the season. As far as the West goes, uh, Golden State's at 1, 10 and 1, Denver's 2, 9 and 2, Portland, San Antonio, Memphis, Clippers, Oklahoma City, and Sacramento rounding it out at 8. So again, you can't put a lot into these right as of right now because we, we are so early on into the season, but it is interesting to watch as uh, the season goes. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how these standings change. But that's it for NBA news as of right now. Not a ton of big news, headline news, but we are going to talk about college basketball, which started up two nights ago. Um, we'll start with the game everybody's talking about. We only re- we're only going to talk really about this game because everybody's talking about it. Duke versus Kansas. Duke won 118-84, to just absolutely dismantled Kansas. Duke was two at the time, and Kansas was four. Kansas, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky was four at the time. Duke was two. But after that game, Duke moved up to number one. I'm not sure where Kentucky is now. But it's just Duke looks so much better than everybody else. 
R.J. Barrett and scored 33. Zion Wilmerson scored 28. These guys are, are NBA ready right now. It's insane. Like you look at these two players, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson. These guys could go out on the floor right now in the NBA and could compete with these athletes. They don't really need to be in the, in the college basketball world right now. I get it. You got to go through the process. You got to get it, and you got to get you know your kinks out, whatever. And they're at a great spot with Duke because Coach K is a great coach. But it's just amazing. They just don't belong on the floor with uh, anybody else other than NBA teams. They're already starting to debate, is Duke better than the Cavs, who are the worst team in the NBA? I don't know, but it's – I don't really like those debates because I think, you know, an NBA team would, get, would dismantle any sort of college team. But it's different in basketball, though. Instead of football, because basketball, you know, a lot of these guys are NBA ready and are going to go to the NBA next year. Football, it's a little bit different because you have guys who, you know, usually probably won't reach the NFL, or even if they do, uh, it's going to be two to three years down the line. But these guys are going to be there next year, and, you know – Steve Kerr was talking about how Zion looks like LeBron. It's just a bunch of stuff. Duke's going to be so good. We're going to keep watching on it all year. But that's it for basketball. We're going to go to baseball real quick. Like I said well, in the last show, we are going to take this week by week with the free agents because there's just so many. So we'll start with the two biggest names, Machado and Harper. Um, we'll give some destinations there. So Harper is a little bit interesting because I guess the Nationals offered him a 10-year um, $300 million contract, sorry about that, With to stay with the Nationals. He declined, so it's obvious he doesn't want to go play in Washington anymore. So where does he go? I think you had a different, you got a lot, a lot of different options. He's kind of like John Carlos Stanton last year. The big boys are going to be involved, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox. I think he ultimately ends up with one of those teams. I think it would be the Cubs if you really wanted it to, but the Cubs just don't have the room for him right now. Um, so I think the Dodgers is where he'll end up. I think he'll go there. They have the money to spend. Uh, the Cubs don't have the room or money to spend on a guy like Harper. And you know he wants to play in a big market, and I think Los Angeles is a good spot for him. Although there is going to be some dark horse teams, so keep watch on that. And we will keep you updated as it goes. Next guy, Manny Machado. Uh, I think he ends up with the Phillies. Uh, he's not going to sign with the Dodgers. The Phillies have the money. Uh, they can afford it. Uh, they've, they've, they've been talks. There's been talks of them going after Machado. And if they don't get Machado, they're going to offer Harper. Because they want a big name piece like this to sell tickets. Because really, the Phillies don't have guys who sell tickets maybe. Um as much as other teams, you know, they have Aaron Nola, but he's just, he's pitches one every five starts. So I think they want somebody big. And I think Machado sells tickets. You got a guy like Andy, uh, I forget their Andy McFay, McPhail, uh, the Phillies president. Uh, he drafted Machado. He was with the Orioles when they drafted him. So he knows Machado. He knows him from the, um, top to the bottom. So I'm taking the Phillies here. I think the Phillies could be a Kind of a dark horse team as they still try to rebuild and get back into playoffs uh, and World Series contention. So that's it. Those are the only two free agents we're going to talk about. We're going to do more in the next show. Uh, wrap it up with a little bit more uh, MLB news. Lance McCullers, uh, he's going to have Tommy John surgery. He will be out for 2019. Huge blow for the Astros because they might be losing Dallas Keuchel and they might be losing Charlie Morton. So after uh, Cole Verlander, this rotation takes a steep decline um, if they lose all these guys. Lance McCullers, you know, he's an all-star last year. He's very young, very talented. Uh, this elbow's been a problem, so he's just going to shut it down and get the Tommy John surgery, which is smart in my opinion. Uh, 
it's best to just get it taken care of now than have to worry about it for the rest of, the, of uh, next year. So just get it done, get it over with, and you'll move on. So I'm glad he's doing that. Uh, but, you know, it sucks for the Astros, but again, it's good for his career to get this done now. Next guy, CC Sabathia. Uh, he signed with the Yankees, a one-year, $8 million deal. This will be his 19th season, probably his last season, uh, although I'm not so sure. You know, he could turn into a Bartolo, but this will be his last year. Uh, CC has had a pretty interesting career up from the top to the bottom. You know, he's just been, he's been really high, he's been really low, uh, and he's going to Come back for one more year. Uh, he's 14 strikeouts away from the 3,000 strikeout club, so that's going to be a good storyline going on as the year goes. Uh, he had a decent year last year, not as great as he you know hoped, but he did have a good year um, in terms of being a decent player, enough to get another contract with the Yankees. So that's huge for the Yankees. They'll get another solid starter in there. That's it for baseball. We're going to talk about um, some other storylines, a couple segments I wanted to get into, but before that, we talk about these home cuts. We talk about A's Lawn Service. A's Lawn Service has been the best place around Northeast Ohio to get a hair, get your lawn cut, not your haircut, uh, at a low and affordable price. Since 2014, A's has been constantly striving to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Are you t- sorry about that? Are you tired of being dragged around by bigger landscaping companies? We all are. Turn to A's. Trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Uh, trust A's for all your landscaping needs, and you will not be disappointed. They do it all, folks. Uh, it's getting cold out. You need your leaves done. They'll do it. Driveway, they'll do that when it starts to snow. So give them a call at 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, they'll cut it. So, I wanted to get into some segments here. Uh, we're going to start with a new one called Duh. Um, Sean Lee's hurt. Duh. Uh, Sean Lee has been hurt pretty much his entire career. He has been the most frustrating player if I'm a Cowboys fan. He is hurt every single year. He has never played a full season of uh, NFL football since he was drafted in 2010. He's missing four to six weeks with a hamstring strain, uh, which is a huge blow for the Cowboys. Like I said, he's the leader of that defense. Leighton Vander Esch, their uh, star rookie linebacker, has been a nice job of filling that hole for him. And Jalen Smith is a solid linebacker. So they won't miss him as much, but he is the leader of that defense, and he is so good. He would be one of the best linebackers of all time if he would stay healthy, but he just hasn't done it. So Sean Lee's out with injury. Duh. Le'Veon Bell update. Nobody knows where Le'Veon's at right now. He tweeted a couple uh, days ago, farewell Miami, meaning he was supposed to come back to Pittsburgh. He hasn't showed up yet. Um, he has to report by December, November 13th, so he has to report by next week. Um, he won't be playing in this game. He released a tweet, an upside-down tweet. Everybody was turning their phones upside-down to read, uh, talking about how you know he, he does, he's not going to apologize. He didn't make any mistakes. So it's looking like it's coming to an end here, and he will be back soon. But again, we don't know because he is Le'Veon, and we have no clue where he'll be. Last thing I want to talk about is Carmelo Anthony MVP update. Uh, the Rockets have won through straight, people. Everybody was saying they suck. They've won three straight. Carmelo Anthony has been a huge factor into that. Uh, he's averaging 14.7. We'll round that up to 15 points per game and six rebounds per game. Uh, November 2nd, he scored 28 points off the bench. He's the best player on the bench right now and anywhere. Uh, he's a six-man of the year so far candidate right now. Um, he's just balling. they they got to put him in the starting lineup. If they don't, they're starting to make mistakes. Um 
and they're just holding him back right now. Once he gets in the starting lineup, he'll be fine. But right now, he's got he's been balling on the bench. He's got to get out of that bench though and let them let him fly as a starter. So that's it for the show today. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12, TNT Sports Talk 12. That is the place to go if you want to be a guest, if you want to answer us questions, ask questions, debate us, whatever, send us a DM if you want to be a guest on the show. Whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, come to the DMs and voice your opinions. That's TNT Sports Talk 12. That's on Twitter. Uh, listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, find us on YouTube as well. TNT Sports Talk is our YouTube page. Uh, other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday. Enjoy the NFL action, and we'll get right back to it on Tuesday. Thanks, guys.